0: From the ASAP recording studio in Cincinnati, Ohio, this is the Athletic Strength and Power Podcast. Special guest today is Ohio high school wrestler and recent Cincinnati Oak Hills High School Hall of Fame inductee, Greg Straczynski. We'll talk everything wrestling and what it was like to be coached by the Ohio wrestling coaching icon, Dick Roach. This Athletic Strength and Power Podcast is sponsored in part by The Collegiate Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association, the CSCCA, where their goal is to develop elite strength and conditioning coaches who positively impact the organization that they serve. The CSCCA. Be sure to mark your calendars for the coming year's CSCCA National Conference, which will be held on May 6th, 7th, and 8th in Fort Worth, Texas. The CSCCA. It's the gold standard of excellence for strength and conditioning coaches. This podcast is also sponsored by the CBD Healthcare Company. It's the source you can trust. The CBD Healthcare Company offers both professionals and consumers a trusted source for responsible ingredients, rigorous testing, effective concentrations of CBD, and transparent test results. The CBD Healthcare Company. Check them out at cbdhealthcarecompany.com. This is Ed Cicali with another Athletic Strength and Power podcast. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, on the west side, sitting poolside, actually, uh, talking to Greg Straczynski. He goes by Stro, and uh, his longtime nickname is Strictly Business. And this podcast right here is Strictly Business, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, how'd you get that name, Strictly Business? Tell us a little bit about hey, First of all, welcome to the podcast
1: thank you thanks for having me and west side best side Uh, you know to tell you the truth i've I've thought about that especially recently here and i can't remember how i came up with it actually i might have i might have stolen it from somebody for all i know i just remember having a pair of uh, nikes and i bought stickers and i put strictly on the back of one shoe and business on the back of the other and a nickname was born
0: i wonder if that worked for me well greg let's first of all uh Let's inform our audience that uh, you are being inducted into these and for our out of town listeners the Cincinnati Oak Hills High School Hall of Fame for athletics and it's you're one of the one of the top wrestlers to ever come out of Oak Hills. Welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little about how that feels it's going to happen tomorrow night. It, it is completely unexpected, proud
1: to be going in Oak Hills for those who don't know is a you know large school for the state of Ohio, but probably top five in regards to its enrollment. A lot of athletes have obviously gone through there. I think we had close to 900 kids in our uh, graduating class. So to be
0: called out and remembered for what you did there is, is an honor. You, uh, you're you getting inducted on, on what you did as a wrestler and wrestling is one of the toughest sports out there. Uh, we didn't even have wrestling at my high school because First of all, it was a pretty small high school at the time, and they actually have it now at Newark Catholic High School. It's uh, about 30 miles east of Columbus, Ohio, uh, the capital city. You know, I remember, I recall when I went to Ohio State, uh, and I was studying physical education, and... One of the courses we had to take was wrestling. The, the actual instructor was the head coach of the Buckeyes. His name was Chris Ford. This is about the second day in class. We're all, like, sitting there on the on these mats, and uh, I've never been on a wrestling mat in my life. And, you know, he starts talking about fireman's carries and thing, you know, and all kinds of stuff. And then he, he looks over to the left. I'm sitting there, you know, listening and, and kind of taking notes maybe. And, and the next thing you know, he, come here, Eddie. And then and then from then on, I'm like, you've got to be kidding, because he was, a, I was like a demo guy, and he started demonstrating these techniques and, and bar holds and all kinds of stuff on me, and that's when I found out how grueling the sport is.
1: Well, I would imagine he was a bit of a bully, because that's a bully tactic, is to find the uh, smallest guy in the room. <laughs> And call him out. <laughs> so shame on him for that. Good one, man. Good yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I, I was waiting for you to stop talking, so I, could, I before I forgot the joke. <laughs> um, yeah, wrestling is, is absolutely it's, – it's a sport that, unlike a lot of sports when when the practice is over and you get to go back to your normal life, you live wrestling. You go home, you recover, and the dieting starts, and the dieting is really. For some people, one of the hardest parts of the sport, trying to, you know, get to the proper weight and maintain that weight. More importantly, maintaining it safely, which it's gotten a lot better. But back in my day, it, it you know, we did a lot of dumb things. But like I said, they they they've kind of fixed that problem, hopefully. But yeah, it's not for everybody. I know it has expanded. I think the uh, MMA coming out has kind of opened people's eyes. I think it kind of showed that wrestling is really one of the best forms of combat, if you want to say that. And it's even, you know, opened up to girls. Oak Hills, our high school that, you know, I'm getting inducted into the Hall of Fame for, just added an all-women's team. You know, you were allowed to wrestle on the team if you were a a girl and wanted to wrestle. But now we have full teams of girls, and they're actually now – Competing at the state level this past year, at the state level, there was, you could win a state title in, in the girl division.
0: You know, one thing that's kind of interesting is, is I've seen, uh, you know, some of these wrestling camps and some of these younger uh, wrestlers that are involved in youth programs. A lot of times they'll, they'll be doing it, what, third grade and, and picking up third grade, fourth grade, something like that.
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely starting younger and younger. I did not start till seventh grade. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to bring up. You're yeah, you're
0: actually a product of, of uh, mentors and coaches who you know, brought you along and and you discovered it through them. Yeah, I had no clue about wrestling.
1: I was in a uh, Catholic grade school, moved uh, into the Oak Hill School District our seventh grade year. I think like you, I, I heard about it in a gym class and decided to give it a go but i have done the coach i've coached the, at the youth level um, it is amazing how you know young some of the kids that uh get into the sport are um you know again yeah. even at that level uh, so, some kids are, are ready for it some kids aren't but yeah they they definitely are starting younger and younger
0: so you, so there you are like a seventh, seventh grader about 12 years old or whatever and you're sitting there in gym class, and then what happened? I don't think we actually had wrestling in the gym
1: class. It just happens that Randy Owen, Coach Owen for me, was my gym teacher, and he was the at that time the ninth grade wrestling coach, and he pretty much just – cornered everybody up and said hey if nobody if you don't have anything going on after school I want you to come out and, and try wrestling and I was one who really you know after school I lived right across the street from the junior high um, I would just go home and sit on my couch and do nothing and I thought well you know I'll give it a try and enrolled and, and in there and our coach for seventh and eighth grade was uh, Doug Clemens and great guy made it fun and I was instantly hooked on it and probably I just took to it naturally it all worked out. I I, I think I, as a young guy, I grew up in Central Fairmount, which was kind of the one of the lower suburbs of, of Cincinnati. And it was a tough neighborhood. And so I wasn't unfamiliar with getting in fights and being physical. And this was
0: like an opportunity to, you know, do it without getting in trouble. You were at a at a junior high school where there was ninth grade programs. And then you went over to the high school, you were a 10th grader, and uh, sometime over there, we're brought under the wings of one of the Ohio legend wrestling coaches, Coach Dick Roach. And uh, what was that like? First meeting him, or you know, you probably seen him at some some matches when you were a little younger. But there he was. Now he's your coach. Yeah, I uh,
1: under under uh, Coach Owen, I went undefeated as a freshman. So I was thinking I was going to roll into Oak Hills and already have a name for myself in that. Uh, Coach Roach would be waiting there with his arms wide open for me, like, hey, you're finally here. And, you know, quite the contrary. Um, I I, I don't even think he looked at us. Uh, We kind of went to the back of the room and we minded our P's and Q's and and tried not to get called out um, for doing anything stupid back there. Uh, But if if you didn't know Dick Roach, I mean, he was an ex-Marine out of pennsylvania who looked like a greek statue and when he told you to do something you did you didn't ask you did it it was just a great guy but you know one of the best hearts and cared about every wrestler in the room and uh yeah instantly i was i knew that
0: you know i was going to work hard for him yeah he had a he had a pretty tremendous impact on your life uh, like like any young boy in high school you can uh, run into all kinds of little things that trip you up along the way but your athletics program the the fact that you were involved in athletics brought you around to the success that you 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 experienced even today and can you talk a little bit about how that all culminated and I'll I'll try and get through without getting choked up because every
1: time I tell the story and I've told the story a few times and it gets to me every time but I did get called up to wrestle a varsity match as a sophomore. And for whatever reason, the, the the team we were wrestling, which was a good team, I believe it was Lakota, I ended up getting called up to wrestle the senior team captain. And here I am, a sophomore. I went into the match and basically for six minutes, fought off of my back. At the end of the match, I was just, just glad to, to, you know, to get off the mat. I didn't get pinned, and that was always my thing. I, in my entire career, I've never been pinned. And I took pride in that, and that was one thing I I set my – I didn't know if I could win that match, but I said, you know what, I'm not going to get pinned. So that's what I went out with that attitude, and I didn't get pinned. A lot of other kids on the team did, and that ended up in us getting kind of embarrassed out there, and we were in the locker room. And Dick Roach is, is you know, pretty much telling everybody how, how unhappy he is. And, and his, his vocabulary was very unique. He could yell at you and, and you wouldn't understand most of the terms he was using to realize that you were actually getting yelled at. I was in the back of the locker room with my head down, feeling probably sorry for myself, but but not expecting to hear my name. And then he calls me out, basically f- simply for wrestling and not giving up. In other words, you you fall off your back for six minutes. You never gave up, and kind of called out the rest of the team, mainly seniors. In his opinion, he thought they gave up. I just remember going home, remembering him calling me out like, wow, you know, I, I did something. He recognized it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then I started realizing that, you know what, that is a big deal. And I, you know, fast forward to my senior year, my first loss, my senior year was in the state semifinal. It was against Bill Spleet at 160 pounds. And I remember the start of the match. I felt like I got a takedown. I got behind Bill. I was trying to break his base down. I thought I did. It was a long sh- fight, you know probably a good minute of the of the first round was me trying to chop him down to get the uh, two points. Um, He basically shucked me down. I fell over the top, and he gets the takedown. And I remember putting my head on the mat, thinking, you know what? I guess I'm going to lose this match. Uh, Why I decided to think that you know, at that time, I don't know. But I was like, maybe I'm not good enough. And I questioned myself, and I ended up losing the match. And I remember walking off the mat and sitting down in one of the hallways off of the uh, St. John Arena, and Dick came down and was talking to me, telling me it was all right, he was proud of me. And I just remember feeling like I gave up and that always stuck
0: with me. You're talking about a, a sport wrestling where a lot of times the match will come down to little thing like desire. And there were you you know you're a young wrestler going up against a veteran in the in the state semis up in Columbus, Ohio at, at the Ohio State University and where they have the high school uh, matches for state championships. It comes down to desire. Well, you just really you can't doubt yourself out there. Confidence
1: is huge in wrestling. It really puts you in a frame of mind where you're not passive. You're attacking. You have the confidence to know what moves you can do, and you just do them. You don't hesitate. So, yeah, you, you really do have to be in the right frame of mind. And as soon as you think about anything else other than the next move, it's probably too late for you. But that feeling stuck with me, that that giving up. And, and you know, I really decided that at that point, from there on out, you know what, I'll never do that again. I'll never if I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to do it and I'm going to I'm going to do my best to complete it and finish it. And you know, knock on wood, that that attitude's worked out well for me so far.
0: And your self-confidence, it came from the preparation that you'd had from your coaching experiences, you know, the way coach brought you along. You met success, you never lost, you know, come the state semis. It finally happened. You finally met You know some defeat but it was you didn't get pinned and and it it was one of those things where you know you were up against a a kingpin kind of a wrestler. Yeah he was uh he was a good he was actually ranked
1: nationally for uh Greco-Roman and he had uh, he was a year long he was a year-round wrestler like you said earlier. I did play football for Oak Hills then you know the the year-long wrestling season didn't really exist for most people you really had to go out and look for tournaments now you could wrestle year round no issue so you know it was it was not a you know a loss i should be ashamed of but one that just always uh, stuck with me
0: you know speaking of preparation for the sport of wrestling like you said you'd come out you know all fall you'd be you know 170 180 pounds football star and then uh, here comes wrestling season and you guys really chucked off some weight we and again it's gotten
1: a lot better there are a lot of ways to lose weight there's a lot of bad ways to lose weight we really didn't lose weight in the way that most people think when we were getting ready to weigh in you know two three days prior to weigh in it was a process of really just draining the water out of your system Uh, We were already all, you know, pretty much lean. We didn't, you really couldn't afford to eat a lot if you were going to try and make weight the next week. But it was a process of just sweating it out, as ridiculous as it sounds, you know, but we've all done it. You know, bubble gum in the mouth, spitting in a cup, you know, everything helps. Trying to go to the bathroom, you know, seconds before you got to step on the scale. The good thing is, you know, we we would illegally wear plastics. Um, You were not allowed to wear plastics in high school. And plastics is as simple as you know putting a a garbage bag on yourself. Uh, the funny thing was, um, uh, Coach Roach was a stickler for it, and we had a couple kids try and sneak it uh, sneak it through in a practice. Uh, put a plastics on and put three or four sweatshirts on on top of it. But it's it's funny because what, if there's ever a, a point of silence in the room, you'll hear somebody as if they're wearing an adult diaper. And that's when Dick's ears would pop up, and <laughs> he would go through the room and he would find it and then that person would disappear outside and you were just glad that it wasn't you. Now the funny thing is, uh, it was, as it should be, illegal in high school, but then I go to college, In college it was, you know, part of the process. It was not, don't get caught wearing plastics, it was, hey, put your plastics on, grab the stationary bike and head into the sauna room and start pedaling till you make weight. The only difference was uh, you were given a day to kind of recuperate in college, whereas uh, high school wrestling, we would weigh in, and then, you know, uh, 45 minutes later, you you would be on the mat. So it's really hard to kind of recover from that process in, you know, a matter of hours. So I, I guess that it was better in some
0: ways the way the colleges did it. Wrestling's a different kind of sport as far as the way the team concept is and its individual concept. How do you... Put that all together and then you know you got your team but you got your individual challenges back when i wrestled
1: high school we would have a dual match every week and you had school rivalries and you know ultimately you're out there by yourself you obviously want to impress you want to you want to win but the team concept was much more meaningful I think back then again with the rivalries uh, within the league to win a league championship for the team it was it was a big deal now I struggle to when I want to go see a match now at Oak Hills, I struggle to find a dual match most of what they do now is traveling to quad matches, a lot more tournaments now. They're getting a lot more opportunities to see different kids and everything. But I really do think that, you know, uh, school rivalry has has been lost in this new uh, this new setup. But again, it, it gives kids more matches, and that's ultimately what you're after.
0: You know, now that you're you're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as as a wrestler. You know, as you reflect back, what's some advice that you would give to some of these younger athletes that are, you know, ninth and 10th graders and they're, they want to be wrestlers?
1: Well, um, uh, my, my first bit of advice, giving, you know, where the sport has gone is, uh, you know, I hope you started a long time ago because I do think that it's becoming a tough sport to roll into and say, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, simply because uh, the the amount of moves that are out there now, you would just be so hard to catch up that you would walk out onto a mat with a seasoned wrestler and, and it would show that you're new. And I think that would be discouraging to a lot of people. So I I guess my first thing would really be make sure you know what you want out of the sport. You know, are you looking to be a star? Are you looking to get a scholarship? If you are, well, then, you know, be prepared to put in the work. Find the right weight class for you and then do the work to be the best at that weight class. But at the same time, if you're somebody that's looking for an opportunity to test yourself and you go in with that attitude, then I think simply being in a room and pushing yourself to the extent that wrestlers do If you can make it through a practice and certainly make it through a season, then you've accomplished something that I don't think a lot of high school athletes could do. Uh, You don't hear, you know, a lot of teams, most teams, they have small rosters and most of the people that practice will see play time. When you look at a wrestling room, it's filled with people and most of the people in that room will never get the opportunity to step out on the mat you have things called wrestle-offs you have to challenge the the starter at the weight class our high school uh, at, at o'kill's the the procedure was if you won as a varsity wrestler you didn't have to wrestle off if you lost your match you were open to wrestle-offs and people had the opportunity to wrestle you off but but typically that 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 you know you'd win that match Uh, So we had so many kids in that room that were required in order to really wrestle. You have to be able to put groups together in a wrestling room and have different individuals with different strengths and weaknesses to really try and work on your technique. And I still, to this day, can remember some of the guys that were in that room who every day showed up and would push us even when sometimes we didn't want to be pushed. And for what I saw, you know, no glory, no opportunity to go out there and shine. Yet they showed up every day and they did it. And I've got more respect for them than than, than a lot of people. I mean, I just I I would sit there and scratch my head. How can they do this day in and day out? And I've I've, I've been fortunate enough through class reunions to run a cup across a couple of these guys, and I made sure to make a point to tell them hey I, you don't realize it as a kid but as you get older you look back and you realize you know what that meant and i got an opportunity to tell a couple kids that and i think they
0: were you know happy to hear it not only did you guys have to uh endure you know an hour and a half whatever two hour practice uh, under the legendary coach roach but you know when you're done you know he picks up that uh, that whistle and his keys and everything and, and off you guys go to the weight room which is which is where I met a young coach Sakali. Oh my goodness. We
1: we did. We we finished every you know, grueling, you know, practice on the mat with another hour in the weight room. Again, there were a lot of kids in there. And I was look, I, I was I was one who needed to be pushed, uh, at times. With that many kids in the room, I was I was content to Kind of, you know, hover in the corner and hope once again that no one saw me, and I could just kind of, you know, lick my wounds and recoup. And I would feel a hand on my shoulder. It was a, it was a smaller hand. It wasn't Dick's hand. And to my surprise, there's Coach C with a planned workout for me, uh, ready to push me. And the beauty was, they were always fun. They were definitely hard to get through, but when you made it through, it was always like. I'm so glad I did that. I'm I'm
0: 100% better off than I would have been if I had uh,
1: hit under the bench the rest of the uh, hour.
0: Right when you guys entered the weight room after practice, you know I would go to and kind of have a quick little meeting with Coach Roach and kind of get a plan because I didn't want to destroy you guys and have you guys fatigued. That's a fine line when, when it's in season to put you through a workout that's going to, if you've got uh, a big match coming up on Friday night, you know, I don't want to have you fatigued or tired, or you know, have your pecs sore or anything kind of like that. So it's a fine line. But Coach Roach, he he didn't seem to mind. He wanted me to push you. He wanted oh, me to push you hard. Definitely. And again, you know, he was an
1: ex-Marine, and he had that personality, and he believed that you could always give more than you thought. And you know, most of the time, he was absolutely right.
0: He had he had a kind of a gruff speaking mannerisms. You know, he'd be like, you know, don't worry about, you know, push him, push him. He's got to, he's got to be able to go, you know,
1: (laughs) and that's, that's actually not a bad impression. I, I've got a terrible one, so I won't even try it, but that was, that was, that was pretty spot on. It was kind of like a drill sergeant, you know, barking at you. And again, his vocabulary was such that he, he would, he would bark at you with orders and, uh, and, you felt like, oh man, I don't know what he said, but I think it's important, and I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, he would use uh, terminology out of a out of out of combined books, like motivational kind of books and training kind of books. And I he, think he
1: read two books: a uh, 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 how to wrestle and a, a, a thesaurus, um, <laughs> because, because he had a plethora of words. Plethora is yeah. probably one of them.
0: Oh no doubt. So came down to your workouts, your practices, the coaching that you had, and how did it? When you, when you reflect back, kind of had a lot to do with, with the uh, success that you've had, you know, as far as in the real world.
1: Yeah, I, I was a team captain my, my senior year. We did play a role. We were, you know, in a position to, you know, we planned some part of the practices. We uh, we obviously were a part of the actual matches, the dual matches. And I think that leadership, once you realize, look, I, I, I can – I have the ability to tell people what to do and they'll do it. I kind of use that. I got into uh, management. I got an economics degree from UC and got into basically food processing at an early age and stuck with that career. Uh, Eventually managing a plant here in Cincinnati. I did well. I was definitely committed. I'm I'm a loyal guy. Uh, I was loyal to Dick Roach. I got into a company that treated me fairly, and I was loyal to that company and had some success, and we did well, and it gave me the opportunity to, you know, essentially retire at the age of 52.
0: So I sit here now, poolside, retired. It's not bad. You know, if you wouldn't have that that leadership uh, as far as the coaching and, and good instructors and even, you know, you look at the athletic director back then, uh, Ardell Connie, a lot of people looked out for you.
1: Well, definitely, uh, Dick Roach, um, and anyone listening who who went to Oak Hills, you know, back in '89 and and some years before and after, remember uh, the hall monitoring that Coach Roach would do, and you know he was a presence in the school. He knew what was going on. He had a he had a free time to roam the halls, and you know he always had his eyes and ears open, and you may come into practice ready to go, and he'll pull you aside, and he would know something that, wow, how did he find that out? Now, now he was a gym teacher, so I think a lot of people have a lot more opportunity to talk in gym class than they do in most classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he had his you know, his, his, his ear on the pulse of what was going on, and he was there to kind of set you straight. And, uh, you know, I, I was one, and we had a lot of kids on, on my team my senior year who were – you know not the cream of the crop you know we we were troublemakers and i think it goes with the sport kind of i think dick's approach and his personality and his demeanor were perfect for us that you and it wasn't as much it wasn't fear of any type of retaliation for me it was just fear of letting him down he was somebody you wanted to be you wanted him to be proud of him so when he would you know find out that we were up to some mischief he would let you know and he would instantly be thankful that you know it, it wasn't worse than than a verbal lashing from him but then you you know you got yourself straight after that and that
0: definitely carried on and you know
1: before and after practices maybe one of his
0: specialties was developing confidence in his young wrestlers and having them prepared to be out there
1: for sure. I, I, I think anyone who was fortunate enough to spend, you know, three years wrestling under Coach Roach left a better man than they were when they started. He built men in that room for sure.
0: You know, like we began with uh, our, our podcast here, you know, talking about your nickname was Strictly Business. If you're going to walk around with Strictly Business on your shoes and your car and your t shirts and, and uh, live that Strictly Business kind of attitude, you do have to have some self-confidence. You do have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. Got to um, back it up.
1: It uh it led to a lot of fights, I can tell you that. <laughs> because to your point, you walk around with that, you <laughs> you've opened yourself up to a few jokes and you know, I wouldn't take to them lightly. So uh yeah, it, you're going to act like that. Then you got to be able to back it up. And, you know, I say that now as a parent thinking like if my kid, you know, I heard my kid was walking around with that. I would probably snuck into his room and peeled it off his shoes and <laughs> not a I'm like, that's not what you do. Again, we're in a different time right now. But, uh, yeah, I. I. You know I was confident and again I think you need to be confident to wrestle and I think again if you can get success on the wrestling mat then pretty much the world's your oyster you can succeed at pretty much anything you want to do
0: you know even with all the strength training and the and the sport training that you do injuries happen you know let's let's talk about that uh, that knee injury that you had where your your patella actually popped can you okay. just describe that I'm glad I now know what it is because I've always
1: just called it my kneecap um <laughs> it was my junior year, and I was having a good junior year. I had probably cut too much weight. I had dropped down to one forty-five, and I was, you know, playing football at one hundred and seventy-five pounds, and I cut to one forty-five, and it was rough. It was rough, you know, on my personal life. It was definitely rough on my body, but I had a good season. I was, you know, I had lost one one match, you know, all season in duels, and we were in the league, our league championship, in fact, and I was in the finals. Uh, for the 145 pounds and I'm actually pinning a kid from Mount healthy at the time and I had a move it was called a stretcher um, it's kind of hard to explain but it's essentially a half with you know legs intertwined chest to chest and I would you know kind of arch my back and that would stretch him out and typically result in a pin and on, on this particular match I'm, I'm I'm ready to pin the kid and I've never had anybody get out of it and I just felt like in the middle of doing the move, something wasn't right, and I let out a scream, and the ref stopped the match and rolled me off, and I remember grabbing down my leg on my quad and looking down, and I saw what I thought was my bone sticking out of my leg, and it was actually, you know, my kneecap had popped out and was standing, you know, essentially straight up in the air. I couldn't bend my leg at all. It was kind of stuck in a straight position and I didn't know what was going on, but I believe Dick Roach, when he was in the Marines, he was, his specialty was, you know, a first aid. He was a medic. And so in all his wisdom, he basically walked in the mat. He grabbed me by my ankle and put his other hand on top of my kneecap and just snapped it back into place and let out a huge scream. He grabbed my knee pad, pulled it back up over my knee and asked if I was ready to go. And I said, well, I... I think I am, and as soon as we started the match, I went to post. It immediately popped back out. Now, the worst part was is now I knew what was coming. I didn't expect it the first time, but when he started heading my way on the second time, (laughs) that was the worst part of the whole experience. So, yeah, that ended my junior year. I could not – they would not clear me to wrestle any further on, and I do think that that really harmed me. My my senior year, I've always – told all the kids that I've coached or just, you know, friends that are involved in the sport um, or their kids that getting up to state prior to your senior year is just such a huge advantage. You, you really get to see what level you're going to be facing. You know what to expect. The crowd size is something that you just can't really imagine. I mean, there, there's packing your high school gym and then there's packing St. John's Arena. Um, I, it, it's, it's all inspiring when you walk out there. So I do think I missed out on that opportunity my junior year and, you know, I'm not making excuses for what happened my senior year, but man, I, I really wish that had gone different. I did when I was in, uh, uh, college, I ended up getting a, a full ride to Wright State University wrestling against Edinburgh. Uh, I went and posted up in a regular match, not, not thinking anything was going to happen. And then I fell down, stood back up and tried to go again and I fell back down again. And turns out I had, you know, instantly torn an ACL doing what I did, a, you know, a million times in my wrestling career. And just this time it it snapped my ACL. And unfortunately that, that ended that season and <laughs> Title IX happened to come along and shut the wrestling program down. That kind of spelt the end of my wrestling career.
0: But still, uh, you know, a lot of discipline, a lot of dedication to your sport. I uh, will add to, to our thousands of uh, coaches and listeners out there, uh, or wherever you're, you know, in your car or whatever, uh, yes, we are in a, uh, in a flight path to the uh, Cincinnati Covington, Kentucky International Airport. So uh, if you hear that uh, 737 overhead, it uh, looks like a Delta yeah. flight. I actually,
1: I actually had that scheduled as a flyby for the start of the um, podcast. I guess they're just a little,
0: a little late. We're, we should start the national anthem right about now. But anyway, uh, Greg Straczynski, he's uh, known as Strictly Business, and this podcast has been Strictly Business. As we depart, uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave to those young wrestlers or any wrestlers or anybody li- listening at home? That, like I said, thousands.
1: Um, what I would tell young wrestlers Uh, I did coach at the youth level. I would say, one, don't get too discouraged, and at the same time, don't get too cocky. People develop at their own rate. It's crazy. We've had some at the youth level uh, that are some of our strongest kids who go out and get completely destroyed by a girl. Girls develop, you know, at a younger age, and it's, you know, obviously uh, somewhat discouraging to them. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, kids make fun of kids, and – it's just the, the reality of the sport, you know, uh, flexibility, uh, agility, strength, hip control. I mean, all that develops at different times. If you're really going to stick with the sport, you know, just put in the work, learn the moves, your body will develop. You'll fit in where you need to fit in. Again, just stick with it.
0: Greg Straczynski, he's the man. He's a legend. He's going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow night, Cincinnati, Ohio. Greg, thanks for joining us for this ASAP Athletic Strength and Power podcast. Good luck tomorrow night. Uh, Let's hope, you know, the tears aren't flowing full go.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.